The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmaster Radio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. It's a woman. Well, first up, I'm going to be talking a little bit about believe it or not, credit unions. I saw this article in the New York Times not too long ago. It was by Andrew Adam Newman, and it was called Going Viral with Celebrity Pitchmen. And what I found interesting about it is I think we've all seen, you know, financial institutions come out and really hit us over the head with a lot of ads. But what we really haven't seen are credit unions, and I just thought it was interesting that they are going viral with their, their message. One such credit union, BECU, which is a Washington State credit union, was promoting a new credit card, according to the New York Times, and they used Kenny G. You might recall Kenny G. Um, He's really known for his musical talents, not so much for his pitchman talents, but he was one of several noted um, Washington State uh, undergrads or graduates. And so what they did is the credit union had Kenny G playing the opening and closing notes of the school fight song, Bow Down to Washington, and other noteworthy alumni, you know, kind of joined in, which was interesting. Don't know if you know this, but that includes William H. Gates Sr., father of Microsoft founder Bill Gates, and several other people um, on singing the fight song. And then they uploaded that on YouTube. Really, the the budget on that, as you can imagine, was less than $100,000. So they're really trying to be scrappy. Credit unions haven't really gone out with advertising. Many of them have never done advertising. But, you know, guess what? They're having to go up against big banks and other lending practices, and the economy has taken a toll. And so they're having to take steps that maybe they haven't been able to take in the past, really haven't needed to take in the past. America's first federal credit union in Birmingham, Alabama, has also run a series of commercial um, and so has the Municipal Credit Union based in New York. And they, they signed a retired New York Mets pitcher, uh, John Franco, to talk a little bit about that. And believe it or not, his father was a member of that credit union. He worked for the Department of Sanitation. Um, so, you know, it's kind of serious times. So people are really having to take some serious measures. Again, not wanting to spend a lot of money, but wanting to attract a lot of viewers. So that's why these videos and posting them on YouTube is, is kind of a, a popular approach. Anyway, I found that interesting. Something to keep in mind if you're considering how to get the word out about your company 
and you don't want to spend a ton of money. Uh, but of course, I'm sure they probably had to pay Kenny G a pretty decent fare. <laughs> Our first string today is the Prada professional. She's a woman committed to her career, but trying to achieve some balance in her life. She's around 36 years old, married. Three quarters of them are married. 60% of them are parents, and they um, have more than 150000 of household income. They keep their eye to the fashion world. Their looks are important to them, mainly because they're trying to get ahead in their career. Their relationships, especially those with their family, are valued. They're very confident in their style. Uh, They consider themselves workaholics, but they also consider that there's more to life than just work. So something that we can all keep in mind. Um, So if you're a marketer, how do you connect with her? Well, she's reading magazines and viewing cable and network TV for entertainment, as well as getting her information online. She's reading magazines like Real Simple, In Style, Shape, Vanity Fair. She's watching E! Food Network, TLC, TBS, and Discovery Health Channel. And, um, you know, our guest today certainly knows a lot about the product professional. In fact, she consults with many of them. Hena Anam is the CEO of Transformational Leadership. She herself is a former C-suite executive. She has major corporate experience with a major, uh, very, very large companies like Cibavision. And then she decided, guess what? I'm going to go start my own consultancy. I'm going to help other C-suite female executives try to, you know, chart their own way. So we're going to hear from Henna. It should be a very exciting interview. So stay tuned. Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to: shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for the Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. 
Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to First Strings. My guest today is Hannah Anand, CEO of Transformational Leadership. Hannah is a C-suite executive with major corporate experience with such companies as Nervada, Seba Vision, before starting her own consultancy focused on assisting C-suite female executives. Hannah, welcome to the program. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here with you. Well, I'm thrilled to have you. You know, before we get into the depths of the questions, let's talk a little bit about transformational leadership and why you founded the company to begin with. Great. Um, you know, transformational leadership, um, my company is, is founded on the premise that women have tremendous potential to be transformational leaders in their organizations, in their communities, and in fact, in the world. And, and the mission of my company is to help them get there. Um, I see in my career, I've seen too many women opting out, uh, and many organizations are losing, really losing this much needed talent in their, in their workplace. And so my, the mission of my company is to really to engage, empower, and energize women to become the, the kinds of transformational leaders that they're meant to be. Um, I want to share a little bit about me and my background and sort of why I started the company. I'm, I'm originally from Pakistan, but I would say that I'm really a citizen of the world. I've lived or worked in, in seven countries around the world across three different continents. And after getting my MBA from the Wharton School, I spent about 20 years in, in corporate America, the first seven with Procter & Gamble, the last 13 with Novartis. And, you know, I ran organizations of up to 600 people, P&Ls over a half a billion dollars, but what I was finding is that um, all that good achievement wasn't really bringing me the fulfillment that I was looking for from my, my corporate career, and so I left with a very, very simple mission, um, and that mission is really to make a contribution to, to the empowerment of women across the world. Well, and that is no small vision, by the way, Hannah. That's, that's really huge. And I know that you certainly have the skills to make an impact, and you're putting them to work through your consultancy. Let's, let's kind of, you know, switch the gears a little bit before we kind of pursue that. You know, as I looked at where all you have worked, and you have worked at, as you said, major corporations, P&G, Gerber Products, as well as the other uh, companies that I've already talked about, you know, you've also worked on very female-focused brands like Pampers, Always, Charmin, you know, clearly marketing to women, which, which this show is all about, was a lot of what you did day in and day out. What did you find was the key to success when it, when it came to marketing to women with some of those brands? Well, you know, I have to be honest. I think each brand experience was very, very unique. Um, the one key insight that I will share is that um, I found that, you know, as marketers, we really need to connect with, and in fact, I'll go as far as saying really love the customers that we're appealing to. Um, women, in particular, are all about relationships, and we need to appeal to not just their heads in terms of, you know, sharing the right information about our brand is better than brand X, but more importantly, we actually need to appeal to their hearts. 
uh, in terms of really creating a relationship with a brand. Um, I remember early on in my career, we used to look at our consumers and our customers from the perspective of our brands, you know. Um, Anne was a Crest user, you know, is, is an example of something like this. Or, you know, um, you know, Mary is a, Char- is a Charmin user. And, um, and what I learned through, you know, the 20 years of brand building is that we need to start to look at our brands from the perspective of our consumers. So here's who Mary is. And within the context of her entire life, you know, she chose to she chooses to use Charmin. And it's really in understanding the context of that entire life uh, that Mary leads is how we become a better marketer. And so um, I think we need to understand the context of how our brands fit into our consumers' lives rather than the other way around. And in particular, in the social media world that we're in right now, um, where consumers are often co-creating the brands we are, um, this is, you know, this aspect of creating relationship, um, respecting and loving the consumers that happen to choose us is even more critical. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, critical not only to the companies, uh, but also to the women that work for those companies. I know you've really been exploring the connection of companies and how they communicate with their female in-consumer customers, but also the impact of that on the women who work for the companies. There is a connection between the two. Can you talk a little bit about that correlation? Yeah. You know, I would say that, um, honestly, the, the connection isn't hugely overt uh, in that I don't think companies go about trying to think about necessarily how they market to women, um, necessarily connecting to how their female employees, they market to their female employees. However, I do believe the connection is really strong. And and where that is, in my opinion, is it's all about the culture of the company. And it gets down to a, a one simple concept, and that is about respect and love of you know, the constituent that you're dealing with. So to me, how respectful and loving is the company towards its customers and how respectful and loving is the company towards its employees and all of its employees is what really matters. And that comes down to the values and the culture of the organization. And it goes down to, you know, what's important to the senior management of the team, of, 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 you know, any company. In particular now, I think you you see um, a lot of organizations, and in, in fact, a lot of books coming out on the topic of um, how really bringing and putting employees first um, is a huge um, access to treating your customers right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, you talk about people making the decisions, the people in that C-suite making the decisions. We know that women... There's not a great number of us in those positions, uh, clearly. I mean, we've made a little bit of progress, but not a ton. Our representation remains small and fairly flat year over year, it seems like. We know a lot of women walk away before ever taking a run at the C-suite. Why aren't women getting through that glass ceiling in larger numbers these days? You would think that they would be, but, but we're not. Yes, and so here are the statistics. Um, women make up 50% plus of the entry-level employees on average, and yet by the time we get to Fortune 500 CEOs, the number is 3%, and we're actually it's declined over the last two years. Mm. And so, 
you know, I talk about two glass ceilings and the fact that both must be cracked in order for women to progress. Um, the first is the glass ceiling that everybody talks about. You know, there's three key areas that, in, in my opinion, are really important. One is about the extreme jobs at the executive suite level and the CEO levels that require just much greater sacrifices from women because of their gender roles. Women still have primary responsibility for family, whether it's young children or aging parents. Um, the second area is that there's often an insufficient sponsorship of women um, into the higher-level roles. And then the Center for Work-Life Policy and Catalyst, they talk about the importance of having sponsors, <clears throat> people who will take risks on you um, to help you toward your career progress. And there is a demonstrated uh, insufficiency for both men and women, but in particular for women, um, uh, they tend to have fewer sponsors than men do. And three, uh, and perhaps probably one of the most important, in my opinion, is that there is actually a fundamental mismatch between what motivates women and the incentive systems that corporations offer in order to get to the CEO jobs. Um, there's actually some really interesting data that, that I um, saw from the Center for Work-Life Policy that talks about what motivates senior-level women. And the four top motivators is, you know, interacting with really high-quality colleagues, having job security, the ability to be themselves in the workplace, and, and flex work arrangements. And as you think about these higher level jobs, the C-suite jobs and the CEO jobs, as you get to those jobs, what you get is money and power. And by the way, that's number eight on the list of what motivates women. So what is really interesting is what you have to give up is a lot of what is on the top of the list for women for those you know, to get into those executive suite jobs. And so I think that there is a, a big mismatch between what corporations have to offer in terms of incentives and what's really important to the vast majority of women. The, um, the second glass ceiling that I talk about, and this is the one that I personally um, feel excited to, to work on, is, is the glass ceiling that women have in their heads. I see a lot of women stopping themselves before any organization stops them. And, and this comes from, you know, their lack of seeing and exercising their own power and authenticity in the workplace. I, the women that I work with really start to um, define themselves as transformational leaders in their workplaces. And this has a huge impact in terms of their contribution, but more importantly, in terms of their engagement and their willingness to continue to be part of the organization because they start to redefine their impact uh, in ways that are much more meaningful for them. Yeah, talk a little bit more about that process. You know, you talked about uh, the hurdles of keeping women going toward the C-suite is they just can't be themselves. You work with women to try to be their authentic selves. What What's the disconnect? Do we feel as women that we just we just need to act a certain way in order to be successful? Is that coming from the mentors that we see being men and we feel like we need to emulate that or are we doing it out of fear that we won't be successful? I'm just curious where this emanates from. Yeah, I think I think a, a lot of it emanates from, um, you know, the role models um, that we have. Um, a lot of it emanates from uh, the fact that women believe, well, you know, there's only there is almost kind of this um, this sort of reverse quota system where if there's only going to be, you know, three women or two women allowed in this in this um, in these executive ranks, boy, I better climb over all the rest in order to get there. Um, and so they don't tend to not help each other out. 
Um, I do believe that there is a crisis of authenticity that women feel um, in the workplace, that they really can't be themselves and that they can't bring their whole selves into work. Um, you know, many workplaces don't encourage, um, you know, um, a melding of bringing the whole person, you know, the personal side as well as the professional side into work. Uh, and yet I, I see that there are a lot of workplaces that are very comfortable with that and, um, in fact, celebrate that. Um, and so I think that, you know, these are the workplaces that will survive and thrive in the future, uh, the workplaces that allow people to bring their whole selves to work. And I believe that it's the women who overcome their fears of being authentic uh, for fear of not being like the rest uh, that will indeed have the greatest impact and bring the greatest contribution and success to the workplace. Well, it's a fascinating it's a fascinating thing to think about that we we really do need to figure out who we are in order to be that person at work and not try to, you know, take on different personalities, right? I mean, we're we're working so hard 24 hours a day and technology has allowed us to take our our work with us and then bring our personal life to work. It we really need to make all of that work together and I'm I'm glad that you're working hard with women in leadership positions to make it work. We need more women um, at the top for sure. Um, We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I do want to talk a little bit about um, the fine line we as women walk uh, between Mm -hmm. being highly assertive and then perhaps the more negative connotations that sometimes we get labeled with. More on that when Perchings returns in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. 
AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. CEO Coach, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. Joining me today is Hina Anam, CEO of Transformational Leadership, a consultancy focused on assisting C-suite female executives. And we've been talking a lot about kind of the situation at the top, if you will, for women. And uh, just recently, we're talking about how women struggle with being their authentic selves at work based on a myriad of very viable reasons. I was just reading an interesting article from the Stanford Graduate School of Business about women who display masculine traits and, more importantly, know when not to uh, kind of display those traits, and they, they actually get more promotions than both their female and their male peers. I think that kind of works into what we were talking about just before we went to break. Were you surprised by that article at all? Uh, no, actually, I'm, I wasn't surprised by the article. Uh, I, although I'm glad that they've done the research on it, um, I, you know, I firmly believe that each human being has both masculine and feminine traits, um, and that you know, and, and that I believe that men and women who are able to tap into a diversity of these leadership behaviors that derive from these masculine and feminine traits uh, within themselves. And according to the situation at hand, we'll be much more successful. Um, at the end of the day, you know, being a leader is really about fully understanding a situation that you're in, having the emotional intelligence to be able to read it correctly, and then be able to then manage yourself correctly to say what is most needed in this particular situation. And having that diversity of leadership styles and behaviors is what is really important at the end of the day um, to be, you know, to be right and authentic in any given present moment. Yeah, it was a very interesting article. I, I had not seen that that research before, and uh, the more I thought about it and I thought about the successful women that I knew, um, they were kind of the ones that could dial up or dial down, you know, based on the situation. They were a little bit um, morphic, if you will. Uh, but I do think it kind of brings up the issue that many, many of us um, in positions of leadership deal with on the job is, you know, we tend to be self-confident. We tend to be very assertive. Uh, we can be aggressive when needed. Uh, but, but oftentimes that gets totally redefined for women into becoming more of, you know, you're, you're being hard, you're being insensitive, et cetera, et cetera. However, if, if it were a male that they were talking about, I think we all know that he would be considered very successful. How do you advise your C-suite clients on how to deal with this? Yeah, so I think that, you know, this is a unique challenge that women face in particular because of society's gender roles, right? 
I think women are much more than men expected to be warm and sensitive uh, and caring and nurturing just because of the gender role that we play in society. So you're absolutely right. I think women struggle with what um, Cat- actually Catalyst calls it the Goldilocks syndrome. You're either too hard or too soft but never just right um, in order to get to that top job. And you know, the, my advice um, for women, uh, the women that I work with, is to get beyond that. You know, um, as a transformational leader, you don't worry about this line because who you are in each moment stands for something bigger than you. Um, in the journey to being a transformational leader, there is really four key traits that are critically important. Um, one is a sense of purpose. Two is the caring and mentoring of others. Three is intellectual stimulation or innovation, and and four is high integrity. And what I do is I work with my clients in the discovery and and the articulation of their personal brand, their mission, and align it to the needs of of the organization that they're working with. And so they then are able to lead from a place that is much more purposeful in any given situation. It allows them to be soft when they need to be and hard when they need to be, and it's all, it's all pretty clear to the organization and the people that, is, that are observing them that it is in service to a bigger purpose than just that of the individual. And so somehow, I think when you are perceived as being quote-unquote bitchy, um, it's because you're, you know, somehow people assume that, that that's being self-serving. Uh, but when, when you have to make hard decisions and that it becomes really clear to, to the organization that those hard decisions are in service to a much bigger purpose or mission uh, that is closely aligned with, you know, that of the organization and who you are, then I think it's much more, um, it's much easier to make those calls uh, because it's not just about you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I like that. I like that perspective that you bring to it. Uh, Before we close out today, because we are running out of time, I know you're writing a book. It's very exciting. Talk a little bit, if you would, about the premise. And also, when do you think we might be able to get our hands on it? (laughs) Well, the the premise of the book is that... um, is, is, as you might expect, that women have the potential to be great transformational leaders in their workplaces, um, in their communities, and in the world. And um, the book is really about the step-by-step journey. And it also has some great examples and stories of women who are taking this journey and creating great impact. Um, and... Um, and so that's, you know, that's kind of, I'm really excited about it. I'm in the process of um, gathering stories um, and talking to just some amazing women uh, that I'm meeting along my path and, um, and really trying to create, you know, the step-by-step approach that I believe will help women around the world. Uh, I'm unfortunately not doing enough writing on this, but <laughs> I'm targeting a, a date uh, in 2012 uh, to be able to get the book out. And um, I really appreciate your asking the question because it, it reminds me that I need to go back and do some more writing. <laughs> well, you've got a little bit on your plate there, Hannah. I completely understand <laughs> why you haven't had a chance to write on it every single day. But we are. I'm really excited to be able to read it, and I would love for you to come back on as you get close to the release of that book and talk a little bit more about it and some of the great insights that you've you've gleaned from the women that you've interviewed for the, for the book. So please, promise to do that. I would love to have you back. I would love to be back. Thank you so much for your um, thoughtful questions, and this has been really fun for me. Oh, well, thank you for being on. And for everybody listening today, will you let folks know how to reach you? 
Yes, actually, the best way to reach me is through my website. It's www.transformleaders.tv, uh, and I, I keep emphasizing the .tv, um, uh, as in television, so it's .tv. And then um, the other way to reach me is through, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, you can do that, or on Twitter. I'm at Hannah Anam on Twitter. And I actually have a fabulous YouTube channel that I have created for women leaders around the world that has great mentoring advice in soundbites. And so if you want to um, look up that YouTube channel, you can find that on my website, or you can um, look at search on YouTube for Empower Women Leaders. And that's the name of the, um, the YouTube channel. So I look forward um, to reconnecting with you, Maria, and I wish all of your listeners a wonderful journey to their own transformation. Oh, Hannah, thank you so much. Great words of wisdom today. Appreciate it so much. And uh, those of you, um, Hannah's last name is spelled I-N-A-M, I-N-A-M as well. That'll make it a little bit easier to find her. Uh, thanks to my producer, George, for another great show. And join us next week for another edition of Purse Strings right here Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one.